Mr. Murphy. I am the band director here in Elk Mound, and I am looking forward to announcing tonight's home football game and getting a little bit of outside time this weekend. Happy Flannel Friday, everyone. This is your student teacher, Mr. Garman. This weekend, I'm looking forward to having a fall photo shoot with my family and wearing some warm sweaters. Mounders! This is your favorite choir director, Mr. Tillis. I'm loving the changing colors. My family and I recently got our pumpkins, and I am loving the song we are working on in our virtual choir, the Wilpini Chorus. All right, so topic number one for this flannel Friday, what? Hold on, you're not wearing flannel. I am not wearing flannel, and the reason for that is because on boo. no, not not boob is because <laughs> on uh, football Fridays here in Elk Mound, I like to wear some Mounder pride and support our football team, and we're we're hosting our first game tonight, so I've got my Elk Mound colors on, and I am ready to go. You could so, have worn like an orange flannel. I could have. It's also going to be 80 degrees outside today, <laughs> and I decided not to. So. Any other questions? No. All right, I'm glad we had this conversation. Do you mind if I continue with topic number one now? Excellent, thank you very much. Topic number one. What is one food that you could never stop eating and why? We will start with our amazing student teacher. Okay, so I would have to say a food that I could never stop eating or give up would probably have to be mashed potatoes and gravy. It is such a comfort food staple. You can have so many different varieties of gravy. And especially during these colder months, it is a great warm food that makes you comfy and can be a great addition to any meal. How about you, Mr. Tillis? Well, I looked at it like this, because the question is a food that you could never stop eating. Well, my favorite food is lasagna, but that, that's just too filling. I, I would have to stop eating it because it's just too filling. But something that I eat by the sleeve is cookies. I could eat cookies forever. Um, my wife, Mrs. Tillis, makes amazing chocolate chip cookies. My grandpa used to call me his cookie monster, and I just love cookies, but only with milk. You need milk with cookies. Cookies are good, Mr. Tillis. I agree. Um, I, without a doubt, could not live without Subway. I love Subway every weekend. Um, normally on Fridays is kind of like a Subway Friday in the Murphy household. So I normally go back and forth between the chicken and bacon ranch sub and steak and cheese sub. Now I'm very specific when I order my subs. It's always a foot long sub on flatbread. I, I do pepper jack cheese on half and then I do American cheese on the other half. Then I, I have the main sub and then I'll put spinach and green peppers, cucumbers, black olives, just a couple banana peppers, just a couple of onions because those onions, I think, in Subway are just kind of strong. And then to kind of top it off, I do half on one side ranch and then half mayo on the other side. They're always kind of confused as to what side to put the ranch and mayo on because I already kind of threw them off earlier in the process by doing half pepper jack cheese and half American cheese. So I always kind of tell them, you know what? It's up to you guys. Thanks for dealing with me up to this point. 
There you go. Oh, right. So if you ever want to surprise Murphy, now you know his subway order. <laughs> All right. Um, next topic. Favorite part of fall? So food, nature, activities. I think I'll, I'll go first on this one. Now, I think we've already done this question, but um, I'll do another favorite. I like having hot food for dinner. So, for instance, last night I made grilled cheese and tomato soup. Now, that's something that I wouldn't usually want to eat in the summertime because it's just so hot. But um, now that it's getting into the colder weather, that or some like chili, just hot food I really like is part of fall. I would have to agree with that, but I think my favorite part of fall has to be kind of those leaves changing, turning those awesome autumn colors, and the sweater weather that comes around. If you see me walking around school, I'm almost always wearing some sort of sweater, of course not on flannel Fridays, because you gotta wear your flannel. But I also just kind of like all the pumpkin flavored things that come out, you know, there's crazy foods with, you know, pumpkin spice and pumpkin this and pumpkin that. I love trying all that stuff and just kind of having that fall fun uh, with family, so. My favorite part of fall is the weather. I love the cold, crisp mornings. Now, today is going to be about 80 degrees. Not a huge fan of that, as we had talked about earlier. I'm already being heckled by not wearing flannel today, but it's going to be 80 degrees outside. I don't like that in the fall. A short sleeve flannel. A short sleeve flannel? Yeah. Well, maybe you could, but I'm not wearing a short sleeve flannel. I, I could, I could do that. I could do that. Um, but yeah, it also, I hate I don't I, those those stupid little ladybug things that come out in the fall when it gets really warm outside. They are all over the place. And and where I park my car here at school in the morning in the fall, there's like this, these pile of worms in the corner by the building. And I don't know what, where they come from, what they are, but they are the freakiest little things. Like I will leave at night and there are no worms. In the morning, there's about 200 worms <laughs> just in the middle of the, the this parking area. And I, I just don't get it. They're, so they're pretty disgusting. We'll have to try and uh, get a picture and put it up on the pod. I've taken a picture I, and I don't, I'll, I'll try and find that picture. So that's the thing. Um, but to, to re- Iterate what I was talking about before. Uh, the, the, the weather, as long as it's cold and crisp. But this 80-degree stuff, we can be done with that. All right. So now for our... Oh, I'm going to come to this side. Our student teacher is still learning how to talk into the... <laughs> our, we are this very uh, delicate well, technological system going on here. Yeah, so it, apologies to yes, the student teacher. So sorry about that. All right. For our break today... We are going to be doing a music theory battle. So for the past few podcasts, I've kind of been in the hot seat, you know, being the new guy, stuff like that. So now I'm turning the tables and I'm challenging both Mr. Tillis and Mr. Murphy to a music theory quiz. So this is how it's going to work. One at a time, I will ask you a music theory question and give you the chance to answer. If you answer correctly, you receive the point. If you answer incorrectly, the other person will get a chance to steal the point if they can answer the question correctly. Make sense? Yes. All right, so we will start with Mr. Tillis. All right, Mr. Tillis, your first question. I'm ready, I'm ready. What is the relative minor of F-sharp major? F-sharp major. Ooh, well, I know what the enharmonic might be, but, um, jeez, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's either E flat or D sharp. Yes, that is correct. Woo! D sharp minor. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. Nice job, Mr. Tillis. All right, so that's one point for Mr. Tillis. All right, Mr. Murphy, here we go. What do you get if you transpose G up a minor third? If you transpose a G up a minor third. Correct. So you would have a G, then you go to a G sharp, and then you would go to an A. You would have um, A flat or A sharp B flat. Correct. Nice job, Mr. Murphy. Thank you. It wouldn't be A sharp because that would be uh, like my. Well, uh, I, I, I apologize. Oh. <laughs> Well, and, and, and just uh, why my brain was thinking enharmonics is in high school band, we were just talking about enharmonics today, and I had a little diagram up on the board and, and describing, you know, two notes that are written the same or uh, written differently but sound the same are enharmonic notes, and we just had this whole big thing today. So that's why I was thinking that. Sure. Okay. All we'll right, let it slide this time. Thanks. Question number three on a stage. What does SATV stand for? <laughs> I would, I'd like to say that if he gets this wrong, we need a new choir director. <laughs> Soprano, alto, tenore, basso. Very good, Mr. Tellis. Thank you. All right, wow, that was a tricky one. <laughs> All right, G to C, name the interval. G to C. G, A, B, C. That is a perfect fourth. Correct, Mr. Murphy. Nice job there. You look worried on that one. <laughs> now, Mr. Tillis, if you had to teach students how to identify a perfect fourth, Already what would you teach them? Students, <laughs> Great. At least you're teaching your students something. But. <laughs> If you had to, how do you teach them that? What's a good way to learn a perfect fourth? You mean like how to memorize how it sounds? Yeah, yeah. Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. Perfect fourth. All right, what's the next question? Very nice. Love it. All right, Mr. Tillis. What is the subdominant chord of D major? Oh my gosh. <laughs> subdominant. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna take a guess here because I'm not confident on this one at all. But I'm gonna say subdominant. Dominant? Oh my gosh. A major. No, G major. G major. No, <laughs> dominant was A major, right? Yes. Yeah, subdominant is. Okay, right. G major. So when we're thinking of subdominant, so dominant would be the fifth chord in D major. So subdominant is just going to be that fourth chord rather than the fifth chord. All right, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> I hope this is a hard one for you. <laughs> Give the meaning of the fallen words used in music. Allegro. Allegro is a up tempo, quicker tempo. Very good. Nice job there. All right, Mr. Tillis. <gasps> Okay. And the way that I always teach Allegro is it's got, the, it's got the word. I just boxed out Mr. Tillis to get to the microphone. That was great. It's got the word leg in it. So I always teach my kids leg fast. Leg because you're running fast. Get it? Yeah. I, I All right. thought you were going to say, since it has in the word allergy, Allegro. Oh, that'd be good too. <laughs> Achoo! Allergies. It's quick. Okay, now. Yeah. Alright. We've got another tricky one for you. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. 
What is the meaning of con fuoco? Con fuoco? Well, con means with. Fuoco? Con fuoco. I don't know. I'll let Mr. Murphy try and get it. Well, I agree with with. That is con. <laughs> fuoco? That sounds like I, I got to pass. I don't know. Mm, okay, so that was with fire on fuoco. I was gonna say with fury. Okay. I was gonna say that. Oh, oh, too bad. Dang didn't, it! You didn't say it. Oh, so, uh, there's a loss of point there. Okay. <laughs> um, and next it is Mr. Murphy's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. If you see the word arco on a violin score, what should you do? Oh shoot, arco. I Does that, <laughs> do you know? I think I know. Ah, shoot. <laughs> I know as soon as you tell me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be kicking myself. Does that mean that you're gonna lift your bow up? Nah, shoot, man. I, I gotta pass, I don't okay. know. I think, I think it's either um, telling you to up bow or down bow, the pattern of the bowing. That is incorrect. Oh. And that's, that's where I was going to go. I was going to go there. What is it? It means that you're playing with the hair of the bow rather than like playing with the or something like that. Oh. So you're always playing Arco, basically. Right. Well, yeah. All right. And then... My question? Yes. This okay. This is your question. This is your last question. Last question. We're tied because we both lost one. Yep. Sorry, now it's three to three. Describe 6-4 as a time signature. Six beats to a measure. Quarter note gets one. Gets the beat. Boom! Very good. All right. So we're for your last question here. What does cantable mean? Cantable. Ah. Does that... No, dolce is sweetly. Um, oh, this is riveting listening for our viewers at home. Listeners at home, all this dead silence here while I'm thinking cantable. Oh, I, I know what cantable means, man. Come on. Um, it's not sweetly. I, I, the, the sweetly is just sticking to my mind. Cantable. I don't know. What is it? All right. Um, cantable. You didn't even say it right. Cantable? Okay, fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cantar is to sing in Spanish. So cantabile. Singing like. Singing like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume you said. Oh, stolen points! <laughs> yeah. Boom! All yeah, right. you had to describe what six four meant. <laughs> and I got SATV. <laughs> yeah, and we got SATV. All right, that was good. Good job. That was fun, Mr. Tillis. That yeah, was fun. That was, that was fun. That was fun. Good job. Congrats to Mr. Tillis. All right, everybody. Uh, we have another topic, topic number three, and this one is not highlighted um, for anybody to introduce. So. Do we just sit so here and I'll, do nothing? I'll introduce it. All right. So Christmas is 91 days away. Thoughts? All right. So I could not be more excited for Christmas. It is one of my favorite holidays. I cannot wait to see all the holiday decorations, the Christmas trees starting to pop up everywhere. 
I know that I leave mine up for at least like two months after Christmas, so I just absolutely love Christmas. And of course, who doesn't love giving and receiving gifts? Mr. Tillis? Two months after Christmas, you have your oh, tree yeah. still up? Easily. Uh, your house okay. is gonna burn down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I am anxiously awaiting the day I get to start listening to Christmas music. I try to wait for the first snow, but it doesn't always happen. It, it sometimes happens before that, especially if I start looking at Christmas music for my choirs. Otherwise, um, I love wearing fun clothes during Christmas time, ugly sweaters. I got these sweet Christmas tree pants that I wear to school, um, Santa hats. Um, I love, absolutely love snow. Like just as much as kids love snow, I love snow. Absolutely love it. Snow Hill, making uh, snowmen, whatever. Just throwing snowballs at Mr. Murphy. It's all great. And at my new house, I have a big hill. And I'm so excited for the kids to be able to go sledding down the hill. And I've invited the Murphy boys over to come sledding too. Otherwise, just spending some time with the family, um, presents, all that stuff. Mr. Murphy? So last night, at about 9 o'clock last night, I got a text from Mr. Tillis, and the text was something like, hey, we should play Christmas music the day before Christmas break to the students. And I think that's a wonderful idea. It is September 25th right now. So here's my thought. <laughs> I will officially start talking about Christmas after Thanksgiving. Now, I love the idea. I, I, the, the, the day before break, let's go to all three schools. You bring a keyboard, I'll bring my trombone, let's play some Christmas stuff. But we'll, we'll talk as we get a little, a little bit closer, I think makes a, a little bit more sense um, after Thanksgiving. Does that sound okay? Okay. All right. I love the holidays, but we're going to get through Halloween first, and then it's going to be an awesome holiday season, folks. So that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. I hope you have a great day, Mounders. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully it gets cool and crisp and those little ladybug things and wormy things don't bother you like they're bothering me. If you like the podcast, tell all your friends. If you didn't, please don't be a big mouth. I will do better next time. Make sure you eat your vegetables and look both ways before crossing the street. All right, Mounders. Until next time, you stay classy, Elk Mounders.